Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network. Coming up on today's The Athletic MBA Show Basket Buds Edition, it's the conference finals for both conferences. So we're talking about that. That's what we're doing. We're not talking about MVP. I guarantee that. I'm done with that conversation, so we're not going to do it. So here comes Basket Buds. Bruh. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to Basket Buds on the Athletic NBA Show on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Jay King, Trevon Edwards, Dave DeFour, Wozni Lambrecht, Jade Hoy pushing buttons. And it's the conference finals, boys, and we just witnessed Anthony Davis plunging a dagger into the Denver Nuggets' heart after an incredibly terrible second half for the Lakers, a heroic performance by Nikola Jokic, a heroic performance outside of the free throw line by P.J. Dozier, but AD knocks down the buzzer beating three, and Trey, I'll start with you. This is why you bring in superstars. This is why you don't rely on just building up these young guys all the time. You bring in LeBron and you bring in Anthony Davis and you just let the stars take over. And that's what you don't happens. let PJ Dozier take over. <laughs> nah. uh, well, all right, that's a tricky one. No, I think no, sometimes no, but you, do. you But you're right. You know, like LeBron had had an early hot start. He had the hot hand, kind of cooled off, and then you know there were some questionable um, possessions towards the end of the game where he deferred to his teammates and. You know, most people are yelling at the screen, like, take over. And Anthony Davis stepped up in that spot. And that's the that's the luxury of having two top five players in the league. Yeah, you got it. First of all, some of the shots AD hit, the shot to put them up eight that, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody, including the Lakers, because they started playing like it, thought the game was essentially wrapped up when he put them up eight with a step back three going to his left. Um, your power forward slash center's doing that for you. And then, of course, the buzzer beater at the end, um, Dave mentioned that, that Plumlee kind of screwed that up. Kind gave of? A, yeah, well, he majorly screwed that up. Gave AD go. the daylight to do the only thing that he could, which is, you know, take a quick shot. And he absolutely splashed it from the same spot as the step back. Um, and, you know, to echo what Trey said, this is kind of the luxury of having two superstars. LeBron did not have it in the fourth quarter. The turnovers, you know, offensive fouls count as turnovers too. The offensive foul, airballing pull-up threes. He just didn't have it in the fourth. And AD was their only source of reliable offense down the stretch. And honestly, I don't, I don't foresee that not being the case because if they are going to play... Jokic and AD at, at the five, both teams. That's a favorable matchup for AD. And he was getting his looks, getting to his spots, and he carried them. This is the biggest game of his life, honestly, and he, and he delivered. I mean, LeBron, two of nine in the second half. Like, when is when has that ever happened? Especially in the playoffs. It's pretty, pretty huge luxury, right, to have Anthony Davis be able to drop 22 and to play defense the way he does, no, no, uh, I think position. that. Um, last possession, kind of just back down like. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, to be fair, Jokic he, he is a load, does that man. To everybody, sure, yeah, he no, does no, that to no, everybody. It's just, a, it's just when, when we're when we're doing the propaganda of AD should have been defense player of the year. You know, I, I hate that. Saying, You're right. Got taken, man. But but that with that being said, it's like okay, so why didn't they go to that more often? Like if you're Denver, I don't want to sit here and second guess everything because you know, I mean. They, they literally got beat by a buzzer beater by one of the best players in the league. That's a pretty good game for you. But why aren't you going to Jokic post-ups on AD a little bit sooner? Maybe you can get AD into foul trouble. Yeah, I'll, I'm with that. Like, I, I think that 
I get like Denver doesn't want that swarming defense, and maybe I mean they weren't really hitting shots, right? Right, like they weren't really hitting, especially threes. So mm-hmm. like maybe it was if we if we have him swinging it, um, you know, out of the post like this, we don't trust that the results are going to go. I don't know if you can actually play that way, and I don't know if that was actually the reasoning. But so um, but we see that Trey, right? We see that with Jokic at times where I'm like, where some people are like he should be more aggressive here because he can score on anybody. I feel like so, that's kind of he didn't get to oh. that point. Sorry, Jay. He didn't get to that point. They laxed up. The Lakers laxed up. And during that stretch, that's when they were able to take advantage of it. He didn't have that look all night. I yeah, don't that's care true. if we, that's fair. you know what I mean? Because we can yeah. honestly say, yeah, he could do this. He can do that. They weren't giving him that. He's just now finally getting comfortable of kind of getting past the whole mental aspect of the game where the Lakers bigs were being physical with him. And he was really struggling with that, but also finding finding his teammates, which he's, he's that's one of his strengths is passing. So right. once they laxed up, and, you know, it probably was a, a, a four to five minute stretch, I think, on the 9-0 run where you're yelling at the screen saying, what are the Lakers doing? That's the time that they were taking advantage of that and, and going down low and using him. Or yeah. he's getting those looks that he normally doesn't does he, that he normally gets against other teams. And the Lakers have been doing a very good job at making adjustments and taking him out of the game. Well, what they've so been doing, I think the, that's fair. The, there's a little bit of rope dope as well. Right. Like they're saving Jokic for. You know, that end of third quarter, fourth quarter run. And I think that that's part of why we don't see those post ups early, early on, in particular against AD, because it takes a lot to get the kind of, uh, you know, shot that he got toward the end of the game there on AD. But uh, they got to go to this stuff a little bit sooner, like waiting until you're down 10 to, to go to your best offensive player. Just not not all that great. And also it'll open more stuff up for Murray. You know, again, I don't want to sit in second guess when they just got beat by a buzzer beater. But, you know, it's getting late. They're down 2-0. And I don't think the Lakers are going to blow a 3-1 lead. Yeah, I think part of what makes Jokic so good is that he can really keep you off balance. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one play when he was guarded in the post by Caruso. And he just kind of waited. And he knew Anthony Davis was going to double him. And then he found Murray for a wide open three. Then Anthony Davis is on him. You'd think, okay, that's not the best matchup. But he's like, all right, let me... Let me just big boy this dude for for an easy go-ahead bucket. Jokic was fantastic. The Nuggets defense was really good down the stretch. I thought, more than anything, I thought down the stretch kind of pinpointed why people have had questions about the Lakers. There was a stretch late in the fourth quarter where they went Rondo 3, Caldwell Pope 3, Caruso 3, and it's like, okay, that like that's their supporting cast. I get why people have questions about their offense. And I, I still I've said from the start they were gonna win the championship. I, I their level of connectivity is just really good. And then and they just have Anthony Davis and LeBron and that that cures so many flaws. Well, Jamal, well, Davis, that, Jamal Murray was plus sixteen in forty four minutes in this game. Damn. Think yeah, about that. Crazy. Right? Brutal. <laughs> So the, the, guard, the guard play is tough for the Lakers. You know, I, I know we all love that Caruso gets a dunk, but Jamal Murray has really handled that matchup. I mean, it's 25 points, 44 minutes, plus 16. So what's happening when he's off the court? Well, I think I think the thing here is that it shows, look, these two teams have depth, but they don't have, like, skilled scoring depth, right. shot making yeah, depth, yeah, right? Because, yeah. like... This is the this is the difference in the game is that both of their supporting units, aside from like a Dozier stretch, a couple of buckets from Porter Jr., you know, some you know, a timely three from Rondo, some threes from from KCP, a couple threes from from Danny Green, like for the most part, 
both supporting casts were garbage in in like making shots and the two stars for the Lakers scored two more points than the two stars for for the Nuggets and the Lakers went by two. Like, the Nuggets I, I need another shot creator much, too, though, like, Zach. What's that? I said the Nuggets need another shot creator too. They do. Like, absolutely. I mean, it's at the point of like, you know, you mentioned uh, Murray's you know offensive rating and how he was in the plus minus. It's just that like at the end of the day, like PJ Dozier don't give him those those good third quarter minutes. It's not even as close as it possibly can be. And then where's Gary Harris? You know, you can go down the line. Paul Millsap. I don't know what happened ever since he signed that contract. He's disappeared. Um, so they just kind of just playing their hearts out at this particular moment. And you don't get those type of close moments, um, especially against a good team like the Lakers. So um, they're, they're, they're pretty much biting the bullet at this point. And if they ever had a chance to steal a game, that was the one. Well, you, you know what you're going to get out of Jokic and Murray at this point. It's Harris Grant and Millsap that tell you whether they won the game or not. And those guys tonight from three were combined two of five, which is fine. I would argue five just isn't enough shots when you're playing with Jokic and Murray and how keyed in the defense on those uh, is on those guys. But 16 points, it's just not going to get it done. You know, I mean, if it wasn't for Michael Porter being able to come off the bench and score, they just don't have any other offensive option out of those two guys. And we know how Porter is defensively. So, I I mean, it's tough, right? Given the roster they've got, I I think that they they really have been fine uh, in the playoffs. But they're a guy away for sure from being like a legitimate finals team. So the the one stat, sorry, Zach, the one stat that stood out to me the most Nuggets only took 24 threes. Like 24 three-pointers. They took 26 in the first game, I think. Like, they didn't really in, put them off in that game either. In 2020. And it's like, normally against the Lakers, you need to win that math equation because they have LeBron and they have Anthony Davis. They're going to do a lot inside the paint. If if you don't shoot more threes than them because they don't normally shoot a ton of threes, then you're in trouble. And they haven't been able to get up the threes. Murray took nine of their 24. So they only got 15 other threes. That's just not enough. They got they got to find some way to get threes from somebody else. And I don't I don't know what the answer is, but maybe they just don't have enough shooting. Maybe they just don't have enough secondary scoring. I don't know, but yeah. that that's a glaring glaring step. They didn't yeah, rebound well bad. tonight either. And and that's a that's a issue for them. I mean, giving up 13 offensive rebounds to the Lakers is just, you know, not great. Easy second chance points. I mean, that's where you really lose these close games. And, you know, they lost on the offensive glass. And I'm sure yeah, even Jokic didn't, didn't read. Right. right? Like yeah. Six, like, that tip yeah. in was unbelievable. Oh, my though. God. That, that was, was crazy. That was unbelievable. <laughs> he might well, be okay. the best tip in guy in the league. Like he's just got such a soft touch. I have zero idea how to judge that. I don't know. He, just, remember he just hits tip-ins. so many of those little tip ins. And that one, like, I don't know how. I mean, just perfect bounce every time. Like it's gotten to the point now where. You know, if he gets the ball and he can tip it and it gets over the rim, I just expect it to drop. Like, he's just yeah, got I guess great I don't, touch. I don't know that that was – I think it was just like, I got to get this to the rim. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? yeah. Like, but he's just yeah, got such like great touch. Happened to go in. Yeah. yeah. But that it was, was like that he was windmilled awful. it almost. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, he had to. Like, that. you know, KCP played great defense on the on the three-point shot and tipped it. And he just, all right, I got to get this to the rim to, to avoid the shot clock violation. I want to spin this forward. Um, Waz, like, all right, so Lakers blow him out in the first game. Um, they they kind of squeak away with one in this game. What it like? If Denver was going to steal one, I I kind of agree with, with the group so far. Like that was going to be one, but we've also seen the resiliency of Denver throughout the playoffs. So, was like, what do you expect in the matchup moving forward in terms of like 
what the Nuggets can do against the Lakers. I think if you're a Denver Nuggets fan, I think this fourth quarter was basically the blueprint of what they can take going forward. They have to pack the paint. They have to make guys like Caruso and Rondo hit shots. And granted, those shots like that one play that they called out of the timeout, Rondo got a wide open corner three. Like, yes, it's Rondo, but it's a wide open corner three. The Caruso um, three-pointer at the top of the key was pretty wide open. Nobody was really near him. If you're Denver, those are the shots you have to concede. It can't be Bron going one-on-one against the guy at the rim. It can't be AD getting those one-on-one looks at the rim. They got to pack the paint, make a wall, and make the others, as Shaq would say, um, beat you. That's that's the blueprint. And I think you saw that in the fourth quarter. Some of those shots just didn't fall. Um, you know, you, like I mentioned earlier, they called the charge on LeBron when he was taking it to the rack. Uh, that's what they. That's the blueprint. To me, they got to pack the paint, make the Lakers beat you from outside, and, you know, just hope for the best. Why do we think LeBron went away in the second half? He looked tired. I mean, he, he, he just was tired. He was all I over think, the place I think it was tired and then also, like... I think they thought you know, they were going to win this game when they got up 16. That's another thing. Like, th- they were up, I think, like 14 or 16, and LeBron... He calls the high screen and roll way above the three-point line, and he's going downhill against Jokic and just bricks a, a layup. And that would have basically been, all right, it's a wrap here. And um, Denver got rolling. I just think they he thought, like, all right, this, we're done with these guys and, and, and checked out. But thank God for AD. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, a, that was an incredible shot. Jay, did you... Did you notice that on that contest, Jokic you know, doesn't really get off the ground there, so it's like basically an open shot? Yeah, but it wasn't on Jokic. Yeah, that was on Plumley. Plumley switched even though there was no screen. He switched even though that, there was no see, screen. This is this so, is the so issue I sequence, have with all right? the switching bullshit. Is that yes. people, like teams just switch for no reason now without purpose? So, so Zach, lazy. from this perspective, you got to look at it like this too, right? So. It just came out as that, I guess, Jeremy Grant asked for help, right? But it doesn't even matter that he asked for help. He said, help me on LeBron. So initially, Plumlee, being a robot and not being a a basketball player and thinking with IQ, you don't switch unless it's contact. And instead, you still don't go under. I don't care if it was Rondo taking that shot. I'm not going under. I'm going to still chase him off the line. And what he did was he just ran to LeBron and left his man not thinking about AD at all. You know what I mean? They just gave him a look. You don't give anybody a look. I don't care if he's a 16% you know, three-point shooter. If they got an open look, they're still basketball players. Anything can happen in this game. Right. And AD's AD's not a good three-point shooter, but he's a good jump shooter. And so, like, I know he was taking a three there, but you got to think that, like, all right, a, a great player getting a good look in that situation. Like, no contact, really matter stay home. Is. Yeah, exactly. No contact, the worst stay you home. Should, the worst you should give up in that situation is a contested shot where a guy is, like, in your shirt defensively. They just left him. It, that was mind-boggling defense by Plumlee. Yeah. Look, look, I don't think it, I, like I, I don't think it's on Jokic, but I do think for the inbound, for the guy guarding the inbound, wherever the ball goes, you have to fly at it. I think of the Kawhi shot, and obviously it's a very different shot, but the, the four-bounce shot, how Ben Simmons just stopped defending Kawhi because, like, Embiid was on him. And I'm like, what are you what are you doing? I mean, like, this is your season. Jokic right? got there, though. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he didn't. Though. It was an like, inbound he, pass from under the basket, and he got out to above the break. I mean, it, that's, that's – Yeah, a, but, he, but he never – like, one, you got to anticipate a little bit better. And again, I'm not putting this on – Jokic, I do think I'm just talking sounds about. Sounds like in, you're putting it on. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. Plumley and Grant <laughs> fucked that up. 
But I'm saying like anyone in that situation, this isn't like, oh, the inbounder is the most dangerous part. Like that could have been Grant on the inbound. Like you have to go swarm the ball in that situation no matter what. And you've got to anticipate a little bit better. Uh, this is a doughy man, non-defender. Oh, now, now we're doing moral victories, who, who, Jay. Who is, got no, 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 I'm just saying. Moral I'm just saying. Any, anyone else, it w- he would have gotten there in time for a contest, but Anthony Davis is 7-1 with an 8-foot wingspan or whatever it is and shoots from way above his head. And it was I'm a dead easy catch I'm, I'm talking too. more about the, the theory of it more than the actual sure. moment. Yeah. is like like I think like in general, like you have to like whatever that is, whoever that situation is, whether it's Jokic, whether it's uh, well, Grant Plumley and Jokic all like, should have like dogpiled into each other because they were all trying to get out there. I, I get the point right. that you're making, yeah. Zach. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Is like the, blame the mentality. Blame, <laughs> no, blame them all. No, blame Plumley, man. Also, left too much time on the clock, man. You know, you gotta walk that thing down a little bit. <laughs> you walk that thing down, was you know, that's what you do. That's what that's what Jason Tatum did in game one. That was just that didn't mid- work, but <laughs> it's the right theory. Hey man, no I know I know the bit is that you have to crush Jokic at every single turn. No, 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 no. I'm not I'm seriously but not crushing he left, Jokic. He here. left too much time on the clock on the clutch bucket. Oh, oh I'm not. Yeah, no, I didn't mean on the clock closeout. Yeah, on the clutch bucket left too much time on the clock, man. <laughs> It's like it's like a it's uh, well, you know when you're losing those Zach, Nick, the Chargers that, that, today. I get too much time for Mahomes. I get what you're hold saying. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. But when you're down, you just got to score. Okay, but Dave, um, I have a question. You did pick Denver to win this series. No, who, who who made that up? <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. I said, I said, I could see the Lakers sweeping this series, but I could see the Nuggets taking it to seven. Like, I, I mean, oh, I just think that. that, is so, that Dave, can so you please wild. insert the audio from right Dave's there. prediction? Oh. I've ne- Dave, I've never seen a Barker lounger on top of a fence, but you are comfortable I am, up I am there. relaxing up there. But you know, as we talked about last night, I'm not sure how my Lakers are going to beat my Nuggets. It, it's just such a it's tough. Yeah, I know. You like both your teams are. The series is going to be tighter than 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 it looks right now. I mean, we just saw this game. I think this game is a little bit more indicative of how close the series could be i'm expecting the nuggets to win game three see i kind of think that was it for the nuggets even though they've shown resilience in the past the lakers had 23 turnovers braun was a no-show in the second half that's your chance man you you gotta win that one i know they're they're resilient and they found ways before this this ain't the clippers the the lakers aren't a broken fraudulent squad (laughs) The nuggets, the nuggets are done. Wipe them off the face of the earth. I'm ready. I'm ready to say goodbye. Congratulations! Even though to I, the I love watching them play, they are awesome. Congratulations to the Nuggets to watch. on winning the series because Jay King's predictions have been real bad in these playoffs. That is pretty true. true. <laughs> <laughs> you can believe Denver pulled it out. The only kissed, win the Nuggets the can Lakers. get right now is collabing with McDonald's or something. Mm. Uh, PJ PJ Dozier, that was a fun moment. I, I liked his minutes he gave. Yeah, except for he, the free throws. He turned into Nick Anderson. He did. Yeah, that did. that was bad. That, I mean, by the way, that tweet did not go over great. Oh, it was great. That. No, it was great. It was no, great. no, no, no. I was going to tell you, a lot of people took offense to that. Hey, man, you got to make them. As as Shaq would say, he don't even say his name. He say your boy. Your boy. Anytime they bring up Nick Anderson, they say your boy. But one for five. This game is closer than what it is. He makes mm-hmm. those. Well, the Nuggets, minutes the Nuggets great, missed though. five free throws in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and four were PJ Dozier. Mm. Yeah. 
That's rough. But but again, if they can find some minutes for him early in the next game, maybe he'll be effective. But you know, he didn't back down. He flexed on AD. I don't think that went well. Um, but you know, again, he he was doing what he could do and 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 waking up uh you know the the players on the floor because they were lethargic and, and didn't seem like they wanted it as bad until did, he stepped on the floor. Did anybody notice LeBron? So LeBron tries to put. MPJ on a on a poster, right on that fast break. That was and ridiculous. He, I don't know he, why he did he, that. Right. I, I well, I think he just wanted to like. Didn't he do that to Tatum when Tatum was a rookie? Right. Like I think. I think <laughs> oh, like, that's he just the thing to, that he does. To, I think to he just rookie. wants to send a message to a young guy like, "Don't challenge me." Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but then, so so after that, so you know, MPJ like fouls him or whatever. He, he stops the dunk, and then I want to say like two or three possessions later. Uh, Porter got a got a shot inside, and LeBron's like slapped that shit out of bounds, and he kind of like just like he kind of just stood there a little bit. I felt like that was a message, and that was like redemption or revenge for MPJ not letting him dunk. I felt like there was something extra. I might be wrong on that, but I just I it nah, felt like, I like LeBron's you, in full petty mode the, at this the, point. The true the true personal matchup was between MPJ and Kyle Kuzma. They got oh something. There's something going on between those two cats. And Are they both trying to fight to like who can have the worst online personality? Is that what <laughs> Spider Man meme? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what nah, it feels like. Yeah, it's definitely the battle of the QAnon soldiers for oh, sure. Boy. <laughs> oh boy, Jade. Mute that. Leak that out. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else Anything else from this series that we want to tackle here? Yes. Um, Vogel has to stop playing the freaking Morris brother at the five lineup. They just keep – every single time yeah, they that's, do that, that's a that unit matchup. is just not working. They're making Mason, Mason Plumley look like a player out there. Every time he's dunking on people's heads, it's, they need to stop going to that. Also, why are My we still messing around with JaVale? That's a great I, question. Dwight has been awesome in this series. But I mean, he fouls it, oh, too much, though. He man. fouls Dwight a ton. Is, I know. But Dwight is insane. Not only fouls, I get it. He just throws his body He's, into yeah. people. I mean, I, I've got some issues uh, with with some of the stuff, but like. It's undeniable the effect that he's having against the Nuggets. Now, I get it. He had five fouls in this game in 13 minutes. So you're going to have to play JaVale some. But I don't know why you wouldn't want to have like have Dwight come out and set the tone that he sets when he subs in. Just do that from the jump. Oh, I don't mind that as a rope-a-dope, though. Like, you know, you distract Jokic with this shiny object. Like, hey, <laughs> with do JaVale? whatever you want against JaVale yeah. McGee. Yeah, and then, like, Dwight comes in. He's hard-nosed. He's screaming for no reason. He's, try- he's trying to be a bully. I bet if you ask Vogel... Weird. I bet if you ask Vogel, he would say, oh, I love the energy that he brings when he subs in. I, I, I guess he would probably say that. But for me, like it's the playoffs. I, I think just start with your best guys. And, and Dwight yeah, has been one of their best guys so far. I think I think part of it, too, is probably they don't want to have two fouls in the first minute of every quarter. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Dwight Howard, he plays like the the football lineman who who's just like the power forward on a high school basketball 100%. team who has who has no skills whatsoever, but knows his role is to just go out there and just body check. Try to start. Fighting. He's, he's the guy that comes to the park to hoop in jeans. That's <laughs> that's Dwight Howard and a, and a tank top jeans and a tank top. And Gore-Tex boots. That's Dwight Howard when he's on the court. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's embraced it, though. I give him credit for embracing it. I love that. Because energy. I never thought he would embrace that. Yeah, I, I do he think he is has- embracing his, like, Rodman sort of agitator role on the team, which is cool for sure. But in the first half, it was it was going a little too far. Yeah, he's like, he. it's... 
it's like he's playing the part rather than just being it, right? Like it, like he's he's trying to like, all right, if I want to get in Jokic's head, what do I have to do? Oh, I gotta act this way. Oh, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw some elbow. Oh, I'm gonna be tough with all these guys. I'm gonna body check them. I'm gonna foul them hard and everything. And I feel like it's just different than that's your persona. That's what you do, right? And 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 he's still doing. He's being effective, but he's being a little reckless with it. <laughs> Paul Millsap kind of looked at him like, "Come on, bro." Right? Paul, Paul, I've been like, too long to not know who you are. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's Paul Millsap at this point. Paul Millsap can't get a win. Paul Millsap, oh for ten against LeBron in the playoffs. That's he had a rough game, man. That's I mean, he, he's had a rough playoffs, but <laughs> what do you mean that's messed? I didn't make him zero and ten. I'm just saying it's just it's just a terrible circumstance. I'm not saying it's your fault. Like <laughs> okay. you put a you put a like you got a Paul Millsap voodoo doll at the crib <laughs> and you put a pin through his freaking shoe. Imagine, <laughs> imagine having imagine having that power and putting it on Paul Millsap. Like you know, what I'm gonna go after. <laughs> Right, Waz laugh is killing me right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's oh, switch just gears. Imagine Zach just shining his needle in and I mean, taking the doll out the box, and like I have something for you, Paul Millsap. <laughs> look, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to play a big part in this whole thing. Speaking of playing a big part, guys, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo." So, Zach, you would say it's work. hard to talk about erect. It look sometimes it's hard to be soft. It is, but we shouldn't be ashamed of it. Was you know sometimes you just no, don't not have at it. all. Of course not. Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes it's you're not feeling part it. of life, man. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little, you know, you need a little caffeine in the morning to to pick you up. That's fine. It's not a big deal. You know what else isn't a big deal with Roman? It's easy to talk about erectile dysfunction. I want everyone to say it with me, okay? On three, let's all say erectile dysfunction, all right? One, two, three. Erectile, erectile dysfunction. dysfunction. Wow, no erectile one else fucking said it but Trey and I. Okay, do it again, please. I, I'm late. Can you do it again? <laughs> all right. Come again? Wait. One, that's the that's the goal. One, two, three. Erectile, erectile dysfunction. dysfunction. That's what it is. Exactly. With Roman, they'll put you in touch with real healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication. Simple, safe, totally discreet. All you do is go online for a free evaluation with Roman and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. They're going to give you free two-day shipping uh, if the medication is appropriate. The whole process is straightforward. The whole process is, is discreet. You're not going to get some giant package that says boner pills on it. But if you did, you shouldn't be ashamed because there's nothing wrong with it. You're getting help with it, and you're going to get it fixed, and you're going to get that lead in your pencil. That's what you want. Getting started is simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today. Get connected with a healthcare professional and get it taken care of. Go to GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA. GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA. We'll be back after this. Speaking of rising to the occasion, guys, the Celtics in Game 3. They put it on the Miami Heat. Jay, Gordon Hayward's back. Jalen Brown was balling. What was the di- was Gordon Hayward's presence that big? I mean, it's definitely big for them. It gives them another playmaker, another guy to make quick decisions, another guy who helps out against the zone. I 
think part of it was that the, the heat just weren't as sharp as they were. Hold on, hold on, Jade. You saying a guy from Indiana was a zone buster? <laughs> Indiana's filled with zone busters. <laughs> a lot of zone busters in Indiana. Who's your state, baby? <laughs> zone busters everywhere. But yeah, I mean, it, it's been kind of a weird series so far because the Celtics, like they just collapsed in the second half of game two in the fourth quarter of game one they've probably been the better team most of the series but like they haven't won any of the key moments like they they won a blowout but when it's been close it's been jimmy butler most of the, mostly are the celtics back yeah i've, I've been wa- i've been waiting to see how zach was going to frame this no 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 because i how i think, zach was I think it's go very i think today. it's very um jay how do i put this respectfully adorable that the Celtics won game three in such a convincing fashion. You know, I think it's good. I think that's what they, they're supposed to do. You can't go, you can't get swept. You can't get down three Oh, and then just squeeze out a game. They give a little, uh, you know, a little excitement to this series now. Um, but I don't know if you can expect um, this, uh, this Gordon Hayward situation, which is different from the Gordon Hayward situation was that you may remember. Yes, but I don't I do know if you can expect Hayward this situation. to hold because I just thought that the, I thought the Heat's zone defense, it's usually very aggressive, and it seemed a little stilted this time around. I don't know yeah, if anybody I mean, agrees with that. I just think the Celtics were ready for it this time, right? Like, they they, they actually were putting guys in the corner because that, that was the soft spot of that zone when they would bring the dude on the elbow and stretch him out extended. Right behind him is a wide-open guy in the corner. You saw Grant Williams. What's his name? Grant Williams. Grant Williams. Grant Williams hit a, hit a couple of huge corner trays, and I think they just were attacking the actual soft spots. The the game games previously, they just could not figure out where and when to attack the zone, and obviously they did some film work and just you know they just made themselves made their jobs a lot easier on offense. I don't know that the Heat were less aggressive, and to what you were saying, Zach, um, you'll remember that I text you. After the Heat were down early in this game for, you know, for the like the third game in a row, mm-hmm. and they came storming back and cut it down to four. And I was like, oh my God, here we go again. And I texted you that yeah. Boston was about to get swept. But <laughs> but <laughs> but they they settled themselves, man. And I do think, um, and it's not cliche to say this, I think Gordon Hayward did give them something. Just an, a, like like uh like Jay said, another playmaker, another guy that could dissect what Miami's doing in the zone i think you'll see a bit less of zone or they'll use it in spot minutes and not just you know for extended stretches at a time going forward because they right. just knew where to attack now which you know for god's sakes you guys are pros this is a freaking zone defense yeah, yeah. miami well, got miami's he, playing oh. that zone over 25 percent of the time and it, they've been playing it high the entire time and in game three boston finally was getting to the hoop they were getting inside they were getting penetration against the zone. And I mean, that's what you have to do against the zone. And then it opens up those outside shots. But the other thing is they didn't play shimmy Ojale, right? Like having Gordon Hayward means you don't have to play shimmy Ojale. Like you've got a better player that you, that you have the option to play. Does and he this really what, need to get on the floor though. What was that? Does he really need to get on the floor? Shimmy? No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so cause <laughs> I, I, I looked at the stats uh, and, and pretty much, I know he played 30 minutes, 30 seconds, or whatever. He took a lot of the bigs' minutes. So, like, mm-hmm. Ennis Kenter's minutes was down. Tice's minutes yeah. was down. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was damn good on defense. So, to your point, and you can jump back in, Dave, just yeah. to tag you back in. But 
he was a huge like facelift for them. You know what I mean? Obviously, oh, yeah. Because, you know, they, they really, when it, when it looked, when you looked at denying the ball and, mm-hmm. and the unstatted stuff, Hayward was there on some high IQ stuff. Well, you go from a guy that you can only trust on the offensive end with spotting up, <laughs> typically in the corner. To a guy that can actually do some stuff. I mean, you know, he he hit Kemba late for an open three in the corner. I mean, he's able to do stuff off the dribble. He's a very competent shooter and passer. And it's just nice to have more of those guys on the court. So, you know, I mean, none of us should be shocked. I don't think anybody is that the Celtics look better with Hayward out there. The, the other side of this coin is they started out with Marcus Smart defending Drogic. And Drogic had a bad game. I mean, this is, you know, Miami's run, I think Goron's been as responsible for it as anybody. Yeah, I, I think their two biggest adjustments, the Celtics in game three were smart on Dragic and then just be as mean as possible to Duncan Robinson. The first two plays of the game, they ran Jalen Brown as their role guy with Tice spotted up in the corner and dragging Bam outside of the paint. And Duncan Robinson was the guy protecting the rim. Like that ain't going to work against Jalen Brown. So the Celtics were a bit meaner about that. Uh, but I do think, too, like the Heat weren't as sharp. They weren't as crisp. I expect a, a really good game in game four. And now here's Tass Mellis of the No Dunks podcast to tell you about Indochino. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis of No Dunks on the Athletic. Do you want to walk into a room with your chest puffed out, your neck long, and your shoulders broad? Of course you do. For me, getting clothes that fit properly can give me the confidence I need to do just that. Indochino hooked me up with the gear that fits perfectly. I dreaded getting dressed for my Zoom meetings, but now I change for each one with a big smile on my face. I did a virtual fitting on Indochino's slick website for them to get my measurements. I didn't have to talk to a single human. There are so many options. Here are a few I chose. A long shirt, because I tuck it in. I got a no dunks monogram, and I decided against the shirt pocket. I sincerely did not think that custom fit clothing was this affordable, and all customizations are included in the cost. The website keeps your measurements on file so you never have to re-enter them. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $2.99 with all customizations included. Indochino is a no-brainer if you're getting married. Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America. Or book a virtual appointment like I did and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter code TAS. Not ass, TAS, T-A-S, at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code TAS. Like, you can look at, uh, well, one, the they made a run to, like, cut it in the second quarter. They made a run to cut it in the third quarter. And then both times, they just didn't get back defensively on like long rebounds or turnovers and you had these easy runouts like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. And I'm and it's one thing to score in transition. It's another thing to score that way in transition where I was just like, what are the heat doing? It was like an AAU game. Yeah. Like it looked, it just, it looks so bad. And then um, Jay Crowder, Goran Dragic and Kelly Olenek were a combined, uh, let's say three for 20 on uncontested shots. Like three for 20 from those three guys. That's not great. Like, that's not ideal if you're the Miami Heat. Not great. So I have yeah. a theory, guys. I have a theory about this series Ooh. and about the Heat in general. Oh, this ought to be good. And I, I, I came to this theory at the end of game two. And maybe I'm just, just 
maybe it's not right, but but I'm gonna talk talk through it with you guys. So the end of game two, the Celtics look gassed. And the Heat just dominated the last four minutes. Jimmy Butler was getting steals. Jimmy Butler was going the other way. Nobody in Boston was getting back. Do you guys think that that the Heat are have more left down the stretch? Because number one, their key guys played relatively few minutes. Like like when Giannis, when Budenholzer was getting in trouble for not playing Giannis enough, he was playing even more i think than jimmy butler and the heat stars were and then number two i think sitting in a zone is is an energy saver especially when the other team is flying around screens and trying to keep up with duncan robinson and trying to be physical with Dragic and butler and trying to keep up with tyler hero around screens like that is a tough tough team to guard with all the motion so my theory is that the heat have a lot left partly because they sit in the zone partly because they're in great shape and partly because Spolster's done a really good job limiting the minutes and utilizing his depth. So depth. I think, I think it's, um, I think the conditioning is a huge part of that because they do take it way more seriously than any other team. Like they are insane about that stuff. When James Johnson didn't make the conditioning standards, it's not because he came into, into camp out of shape. It's because he came into, into camp and missed it by like 1% of the stuff that he was supposed to get. And they're like, you missed it. You're out. Like you got to go condition until you're ready to do it. Like they're, they're insane about that stuff. And then I don't know if I buy the zone idea because they don't play zone the way other teams play zone. Most teams play zone and they relax in that zone. Like, okay, I got this area. Like Miami is ridiculously active in the zone. Um, especially, yeah, but, especially but, away from but the you're ball. not having to like run around screens and like navigate all uh, of but that. But I think stuff. they are, but they're navigating quite a bit. I, I, I think it's less than playing man-to-man, but I don't think it is a relax. With them, I don't believe it's relaxed. Yeah, they don't because, quite play an amoeba, but it's yeah, like an they're, NBA they're version. They're so aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the other stuff that you said is is dead on. Like, Spo is very good with that stuff, and their their condition is insane. And this, I do think the zone helps a little bit, but not to the degree that you're saying. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. And I do think, like, covering Duncan Robinson is tough as hell. It's got to be. Yeah. The oh guy is, yeah. That's, yeah. Guy's in incredible shape. And if you lose him f- five inches, he's going to shoot over the top of your head and he's, it's going to be a swish. <laughs> it's like if you lose track of any of those guys, they're such good shooters. And not only that, but they make the right pass to find the open guy. And they're really committed to that. I've, 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 I've been drastically underrating this heat squad. All wow. Over, all however, however, my prediction is still in play. What's your prediction? Just, just want to point that out there. Celtics and six. It's still in play. Wow. Okay. So you're expecting three straight victories after. I'm not saying I'm expecting that. I was, well, uh, <laughs> it's still in play. Okay. So as Jay predicts that the the the, the heat he's predicting that it, he's predicting that it's possible that the Celtics could win three straight games. He's predicting that his prediction <laughs> might be predictable. That's what. He, I'm predicting that right now I still have life. You know, I'm I'm like the Nuggets down down to nothing. Okay, you know, there's no chance they're going to beat Anthony Davis and LeBron, but they got hope. Oh, all right, Jay. Real quick, just want to clear something up. Do you still think the Heat suck? Because that's I I need to know (laughs) if they've changed your mind enough. I never said they suck. Oh, I did say they suck. But then the line after that was was that. 
they didn't really suck. But I do think they still have holes. And I do think those are, like, legitimate things. Like, you can attack Duncan Robinson. You can attack yes. some of those guys. I do think the holes are still there. But you've got to be so diligent about attacking those. Because Miami, they really punish you for any lapse. That, that's one thing this Heat team does. Like, if you make a mistake, if you overhelp, they're going to find the guy you overhelp from. If, if you fall off of Hero or Crowder or Robinson, like, those guys will make you pay. Jimmy Butler, if, if you make a lazy pass, he's going to be jumping into the passing lanes. They, they really, really punish you. I mean, Jimmy Butler has said that the Celtics have a more talented team. I am not the only one to think that. But, but yeah, they they play together. Yeah, he he also tough. said, yeah, it's a good idea not to put Giannis on me because he's such a good help defender. He's playing, y'all. Like, Jimmy <laughs> Butler is in your head with that. That's what he's trying yeah. to do. He's trying to relax the Celtics. Oh, he knows we're more talented. So yeah, I don't think he was going to relax him after game two. They were uh, a little uptight. A little um, uptight. They were a little up- So, all right, what was what was the bigger motivator and cause for the game three uh, effort by the Celtics? Was it the outburst in game two, after game two, or was it the return of Gordon Hayward? I mean, the return of Hayward matters more. I, I think that was just like frustration after a game. And the fact that it was Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, two guys who have been through it together, two guys who have, you know, had moments like that together, and two guys who have always gotten through it and have still been close, that that's it was it that wasn't a huge huge deal. I, I mean, Brad Stevens treated it like a pretty big deal. He said, which is a, a wild quote in a basically a must win game three. He told his coaching staff he didn't care if they won the game as, as long as they proved themselves to be together and what he thought they were. Um, what? I, I kind of like that. I mean, that. that's some coach speak. Come on, that's, Jay, that's... call it out, man. It's well, obviously, if, obviously, if obviously he was desperate me, for a I don't win. care if you win this game as long as you play together. I would tell him to go fucking retire. By the way, what would Jimmy Butler have said if Spolstra told him that? Jimmy Butler would have would have gotten him shipped out of there for Brett Brown. He'd be like, all right, at least I know Brett wants to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but but I, I like he obviously treated it as as an obstacle that was real and that they had to get through. But because of who was involved in it. And because of like this team really has been a a pretty close team, a team that hasn't had many issues. I didn't think that was going to linger. And obviously based on game three, it didn't, but Hayward's more important. Hayward was more important in that game. Hayward's more important long-term than just being mad at each other. I don't think being mad at each other hurts, right? Like it's a good thing to, to kind of blow it up in the locker room a little bit, but yeah, adding one of your best players back to the lineup, probably, is is the difference in that game. And, and and also, again, putting your best defender on the point guard that has just been killing you uh, makes a huge difference. I mean, I, I don't see them going away from that matchup. I think that was just as important. I mean, Dragic was minus 29 in that game. 60 points in the paint for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an outrageous that's, number. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm, uh, I'm curious the- about Miami's adjustment. For, for the next game, you know, I, I want to see, do we see a lot less zone, you know, like a, a, a quite a bit less to, to take away that stuff at the basket or maybe I just a more conventional do, zone. 
I think what they should do if if the Celtics are spacing Tice, just leave him. Tice can't Darren, shoot. What is this Darren, idea? Like he, he, you're yeah. like, oh, he's a decent shooter. Why? Because he's white. He no, can't he shoot. A, he is a decent shooter. Yes. He shot forty something percent last year. Like he's exactly. capable of knocking down shots, but he's a reluctant shooter. Right. He's not someone who's going to try, but not as not quite as good of a shooter. Yeah, so Zach, I, if, it's like if I were Filipinos the heat, with dancing. They're incredible dancers. So if you meet a Filipino, odds are they're going to shoot. If somebody's from the Hoosier State, odds are they can shoot, you know? <laughs> no, no, that's why. Robot and then cackled that the Terminators had taken over the Earth. God, we need to keep Waz, that in the podcast. Waz we need to, to at least keep zone. that robotic laugh in the podcast. Yeah. Waz now, went to the negative again, zone Waz. for that take. Yeah. <laughs> I have... I have zero... Oh, you want to play the game? What did Waz just say? Wait, um, so you guys really didn't hear what I said? Is I it hear Filipinos... I, just, I heard Filipinos. Filipinos, <laughs> like... <laughs> Love karaoke. White guys in shooting is like Filipinos with dancing. Like Filipinos are really good at dancing. Yeah. And um, whatever. I fuck. I fucked up the point. Wow. No, no. The payoff was totally worth it. I'm glad we went back to it to get clarification. Um, what did you think happened when you heard nothing but silence? Did you think we were all uncomfortable? I thought. I thought yeah. I thought the racialized nature of the comparison made, made everybody uncomfortable seeing that. It's like it's a bunch of white oh guys on so the God. call. It's like, but are we supposed to agree or disagree? I love that, that you perfect. you thought we were yes. you thought we were uncomfortable and you just started howling laughing. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I want to let you guys know Daniel Tyson three seasons has made seventy six three pointers. He's not a shooter. Well, right. So why are it's they guarding just him. as much as I know. AD? Though that's, that's yeah. my question. Yeah. Oh, Is sorry. That- I'm, I apologize. I didn't factor in the the makes in the playoffs. He's made uh, seventy six. <laughs> the tough part about that though is that he'll then run into he'll then run into a dribble handoff with Kemba Walker, or he'll. He'll find other ways to, yeah, it's, uh, to utilize it, that space. It's very if, Draymond Green-esque in the fact, not that he's Draymond Green, but in that he yeah. won't feel pressured into taking that shot. Right. He'll actually turn it into a new action. And he does it a yeah. lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still leave so that, his ass out there. That's the conundrum. I'd, I'd turn my back to him. What do you guys think of Kemba? <laughs> I like Kemba. I thought he I thought he played a solid game, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. I, I just don't get the whole heel turn of like, oh, Kemba sucks. Nah. He's been up and down. Playing bad. Too like, much heart. No, but it, Trey. But it's not even about up and down because yep. if you just if you could pull off the win or you make the right plays, yep. you don't have to score. And I yep. think that's not like his full strength on that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like the stuff that he does. And yep. he's trying. Like obviously he's been getting called with the blocking calls because he's overselling these charges. But outside of that, like he stepped it up. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think that I don't I, I think he gets discredited a lot from like the fans in I general just you. because you know, he might have some shooting woes, but he's made some big shots for them. The shooting and, woes and he's because he's just small in stature, they they try to attack him a lot. It happened against Toronto. It's happening against the Heat as well, which is fine, you know, but Trey is right. He's doing other things for the team to win. Yeah, he even, was their only thought, freaking dribbler for real once Gordon Haywood was out, so I get it. Right, and I also think that he, all right, he wasn't making three-pointers, but he still hit big shots. Right, he's still getting separation. Like, if he's not getting separation and he's taking shots, then I'm concerned. But if he's getting separation, and he's just missing. Keep shooting. I'm never the believer that like, oh, this guy's missed eight straight shots. Well, he needs to pass the ball. No, keep shooting. 
of course I'm gonna think keep shooting like that. Like yeah, you you're always a big keep shooting. Shoot, always keep yeah, shoot or shoot. Like he should he should always keep shooting. He should make sure he's taking good shots. And but and, I think I think he's been taking good shots. Me too. And Brad Stevens said before. Um, I think it was before Game Three. He said that. You know, they asked him about Kemba's struggles, and he said, the last person I'm worried about is Kemba Walker. And I actually believed him. Like, I just think Kemba is a gamer. You know, he doesn't make a shot, but he's getting to his spots, and he's still making big shots in clutch situations, like, down the stretch. Uh, he's one of the – he's probably their best shot at creating a, a makeable look one-on-one, you know, even with Tatum making the strides that he has. So, you know, I'm happy he was able to bounce back in game three because he's a New York City legend. We got to talk about Jalen Brown too. He was fantastic. In that game was the three. best game I've seen Jalen Brown play. Yep. Yeah, I think it's it's at least way up there because yeah. the two way impact was just really impressive, and he was just never going to settle. He was going to get to the paint. He was going to get to the rim. Fourteen of his seventeen field goal attempts were from inside the paint. He was just relentless, and then allowing them to play the five their five best players in the same lineup, which is six, eight and smaller. He had to guard bam. And that was when they had all those runouts in a row. It was cause they were getting steals and Jalen had two steals in that stretch. He was, that really was one of the better games I've seen him play. He, he was phenomenal in the energy he brought after being in a, a little, little scuffle, little scuffle the night before or two nights before was, was really impressive. Um, before we go, uh, AD did say after the game when he made when he made the game winner against Denver um, that uh, he wants those shots. Mm-hmm. wasn't quite. I'm built for this, mm-hmm. but we don't have a great history during these bubble playoffs of people saying I'm built for this and then coming through afterwards. So, is there any concern that AD cursed himself? <laughs> not against the Nuggets. They don't have a matchup for him. Wow. Right. Not against. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. Why, I mean, why is it to the Denver Nuggets as Jay King is to the Miami Heat? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, do we want to get into the Ty Lawson thing at all, or we just want to end the podcast? Hmm. Nah, nah. <laughs> I think we need to leave China alone just as an NBA community. We Chinese gotta, okay. pastry yeah. is not okay. interesting to me. Hey. Don't hack me, China, please. Trey, were you going to say something? Uh, man, I just, I mean, I'm just, uh, uh, 2020 is just the, the craziest year, it dog. I just it's, didn't think no, we would be talking really, about Ty really Lawson. Is. It's not and one of those internet cliches either, Trey. Yeah. Like, it's, it's no, facts it really at is, this yeah. point. Yeah, like, I honestly, like, I didn't know he was playing. I didn't know he was playing in China. I knew he I, was playing, but the thing is, Ty Lawson is averaging 27 points per game right now. You know what I mean? So the fact that this is his second altercation, he had an altercation in Starbucks earlier this year, and I heard about that. You know, because I'm, you know, following the the, the, the China's China uh, Basketball Association. But overall, for this to come up and be banned for a lifetime, man, come on, man. Didn't, uh, I, Ivan Johnson got, can't banned, get right. got banned in the Korean League. Mm-hmm. Is that right? How many players? How many American players have been banned overseas? Oh, probably uh, a lot. Devon that you don't Jefferson. Know about. It's you can go down the line, man. Okay. Like I mean, these guidelines. But when you think of how small it is, like the things, not small to small to us Americans, but like maybe a major in other countries. But you have to think about like you just blew your day job, your money, your yeah. over over. And that's a good money too, right? That's tax free and all that. Like, oh that's, yeah, that's no, he money, was eating. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he would have set himself up for another situation. Yeah. But like now, 
he just messed up, you know, the China market for him. So he might have to go to the Euro market, but yeah. Um, you know, at, at 31, 32 years same. old. Yeah, money's not going to be the same. When, yeah. This just made me think when Waz started talking about Filipinos and, and went into and became a robot, I legitimately thought because we were talking about a big man <laughs> who could shoot mm-hmm. or thought they could shoot. And then he mentioned Filipinos. I I thought he was making an Andre Blatch reference because Andre Blatch <laughs> became like, uh, like yeah, uh, I think he became he a the U- Filipino uh, national team. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he could go to the Olympics became a citizen. Yeah. Yep. Really Andre Blatch on their national Blatch. team. Andre Blatch was great incredible because he, he was, was he fat. He, he was got so fat, so out of and shape. he was still so much better than the rest of his teammates. Of course, and it was inc- and he had the full green light, which Andre Blatch has always wanted. It was <laughs> he, yeah, he finally got what he wanted. <laughs> All he needed to do was go play for the Filipino national team. Yeah, absolutely. All right, shout out to Andre Blatch, unless he did something to get canceled, and then you know. We'll take that out. Um, all right. That's going to do it. I can't believe it. I didn't think we were going to end on Andre Blatch for the conference finals basket buds, but here we are. Uh, next week, join no us again. No better place to end. Uh, next week, join us again for uh, a potential victory lap around Jay King when the Miami Heat take down the Boston Celtics. And if uh, My prediction is still in play, boys. If that doesn't happen, then uh, you know we'll uh, talk about the draft or something. Uh, thanks for listening to the Athletic Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to Basket Buds. Make sure you, uh, you leave a review. You leave a comment on those podcast platforms, any podcast platform. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. It's a dollar a month right now. A dollar a month. I think it's a glitch in the system. I really do. So if it's a glitch in the system, go take advantage of it now because then you're legally obligated to that $1 a month rate. You got to do it. Make sure you check out all Jay King stuff, Wazzy Lambert, Javon Edwards, Dave Before, Jade Hoist Production, all the podcasts across the network. My stuff. For Trey, for Dave, for Jay, for Waz, for Jade, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on The Athletic and The Athletic Podcast Network.